the reasons we have faith in God our Father and Jesus, His Son, and God's Holy Spirit within us, varies from person to person. As Christians we should all believe and trust in God and have a basic understanding of our need for God to save us, because we've come to understand that we cannot save or truly change ourselves. And most of us have come to recognize that Jesus, God's Son, was literally and physically sent to us by our Heavenly Father, so that we might come to know and understand our Father better, and of necessity, have God, do for us, what we could not ever do, turn that which is unholy, being us, into being and becoming holy, like Him, and possible solely through the sacrifice of His Son. The recognition of that reality is where that which we were, is left behind, and God in His grace and mercy moves us into a new life with His Spirit within us, and a new awarenesses and appreciation of Him. And added to those faith or trust reasons are peripherals that vary from person to person. Experiences that we have had, some good and some bad, involving how we were raised, what we were exposed to and how we began to learn of ourselves and recognize some of the mistakes or bad choices that we had made along our way. It would seem that every Christian that I have ever encountered, has their own story. And then of course, we have God's holy word, which for lack of better words, is the very essence of where our faith grows from. And it is in God's holy word that we are brought into God's presence and where our spirits are fed. It is hard to put into words the beauty and wisdom that is contained therein. And the more time that one prayerfully spends in his holy word, the more God's holy word opens to us and it becomes a source by which we are fed, nurtured, corrected and given peace. And what a witness it is and the richness of divine light that is contained therein. Then we also have the witness of all creation, which increasingly continues to astound all that search and examine its testimony. The more that we learn, the clearer the testimony becomes, demonstrating beyond all doubt that there is design, order and detail beyond our wildest imagination, both expansively and minutely, which testifies to the wisdom, creativity and power of Almighty God. And yet, as Jesus Himself told us, as recorded in Matthew 7:14, asp, for the gate is narrow and the way is constricted that leads to life, and there are few who find it. That gate that is spoke of is Jesus, there simply is no other gate, and the way that leads to eternal life is constricted or narrow, because it is defined by God, not us, and it is holy and just, without compromise or partiality, and considering all the multitudes that there have been and currently are, and all the ways in which humanity attempts to deny or create another way, few actually find it. And we also have the witness of the resurrection, Jesus being the firstborn, showing us what is to come, for those of us who have faith in and trust in Jesus. That is our hope, for those of us who trust and have faith in God, because we have not received that yet, but like Jesus said to His disciples, because I live, you shall also live, John 14 19. There is but one focal point to the way, the truth and the life and that focal point is Jesus. Our Heavenly Father has declared His will pertaining to His demonstration of love towards us and Jesus perfectly followed His will, so that we might be reconciled to our Father through Jesus. And yes, that reality is a gift from God that we cannot earn and that we can either accept or reject. Is the path narrow? Yes it is, considering all the various off-ramps and denials that are strewn along the way. The good news of the Gospel of Jesus Christ is not that difficult to understand, but it does require belief that God exists and that He rewards those who honestly seek Him. Hebrews 11:6, And it does require both verbal and heartfelt acknowledgement, Romans 10:10, that Jesus is God's Son and truly Lord, as in subject to the commandments of Jesus, John 15:14, and that Jesus gave Himself on the cross to pay the price that our transgressions against a holy God demanded, and it does require that we repent, acknowledge our transgressions and turn from our sins, Luke 13:3. Repentance is the result of salvation, not the cause of it. The Lordship of Jesus is always the sticky part because lip service doesn't work with God, Matthew 15 8. 
If Jesus is really our Lord, His Lordship will of necessity, change the way we act and the way we live. Yes it's progressive and yes there can be bumps in the road but it is the enduring that matters, where we set our hand to the plow and remain faithful to the end. These are difficult times that we live in. The five senses that we have been given are assaulted daily from without and within, but God in His grace has told us that He will renew our minds and soften our hearts to His ways and His thoughts. And most importantly, Jesus has promised us that He will not leave us as orphans but that His Spirit will reside within us, to guide us and sustain us, on that straight and narrow way. Jesus also told us not to fear, that He has already overcome the world, John 16:33. We have the witness of God's Holy Word. We have the witness of God's creation. We have the internal witness of God's Holy Spirit. Worthy is the Lamb. Blessings.